Hello and welcome to the 10th episode of the third season of the Plebs on Footy podcast. I am your host, Rory O'Kane, and as always, I'm joined by a very happy Scott Fotheringham. It's finally happened, Banjo. All year we've been saying the media are just, they're just waiting to pounce and just to get so over-the-top excited about the Ds. It's finally happened. I've watched every footy show over the last couple of days. Jeez, it's, geez, it's been good, mate. Just, just a few highlights. Hold on, hold on. You're saying they just... Started getting exciting. Oh, but Two weeks ago, Andy Marr said you were going in the flag. <laughs> yeah, but that was one idiot saying it. Now just all the legends nah, are saying nah, it. Nah, 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 nah. some of these names. All the like, legends are right in saying it, so you should apologise to Andy Marr for just being... No, they're not right, but it's still fun to listen to. But listen to some of these names. Jimmy Bartell. <laughs> I can see them playing in a grand final. Spud Frawley. It's a competition of three at the moment. West Coast, Richmond and Melbourne. Waitley. 18 straight winning quarters uh, is the second best of all time. Waitley, the way they've started this year reminds me of Geelong in 2007. On the couch, spent the first 15 minutes talking about the successful Melbourne rebuild. And another little stat out of On the Couch, uh, best contested ball, second best contested ball team ever behind West Coast in 2006. Another good comparison. Judd, they deserve to be premiership favourites. And the last one, Lloydie. Uh, the way they move the ball is reminiscent of Hawthorne when they won three straight flags. Some of those comparisons, mate. Oh, it is, it's a bit exciting. It's a bit exciting. Ridiculous, uh, but exciting. I just would like to point out, it's a re-re-rebuild. You can't say it's a successful rebuild. This is your 14th goal. Does that, does that lower the excitement well, I just all? I just can't let your head get too that big. That makes it more it. impressive because it's, it's pretty hard to rebuild. There's only so much flexibility in your skull. Eventually, it'll crack and explode and your brain will go everywhere. So I just want to bring you down a notch. I know I am. I, I still only think we're going to finish about sixth. And the next two you weeks... Really don't. You're the next two you're, you're saying that for pretense. You're just trying to be like, oh, I don't think We've looked at our draw together. It's pretty tough. Our last six games are bloody tough. 13 or 14 games. I heard you did it last night with your roommate as well. (laughs) So you are getting excited. (laughs) Wait, what? What Oh, yeah, okay. No, but it is is a tough draw. And um, I think if we win the next two, I I have a a few worries this week against the Doggies. I genuinely do. I don't Um, know If we get through that. You're just wrong about that. Collingwood on Queen's birthday. We win them. And all of a sudden, we're a, we're a very reliable team. And we're the sort of team you can see potentially making top four. But until that happens, we've played Witches Hats the last three weeks. We've been extremely impressive You're against those Witches Hats. You're about to play another set of Witches Hats. Do you I win know by that. Less they, than they'd 50 be pretty points. gutted with their performance last week. And you they win by less turn up. than 50 points. It's a disappointing performance for you. Six-day break coming back from Alice. It's, it's, not, it's not an easy task. And the, the, the problem is the way we're playing at the moment, we're so, like, reliant on just that sexy, like, handball around, which we're just stepping around witches' hats, basically. You don't have to be good. You just have to bring the heat, and that'll start falling away a little bit, and we'll see whether we can adjust or whether we panic. Yeah. And if we adjust, I, would suggest, I believe in us. I would suggest playing a goalkeeper as well, because the amount of Eddie Betts goals you're kicking at the moment is truly staggering. It is actually staggering. <laughs> oh, gee, we're good to watch like, Banjo, but we'll get to that. We'll talk about yeah, the factors. True, true, true. Let's not watch. get ahead of ourselves like you have with Melbourne. Let's move on. I have it, I have it. But everyone else is, and I'm enjoying the fact that everyone else is. That, sure, that's, that's the difference. Sure, but moving on to Just goal. Just wait till you lose a final to North this year. <laughs> right, <laughs> we'd kill you in a final. On to everyone's favourite segment, uh, Gold Jacket, Green Jacket. The title derives from the line in Happy Gilmore, Gold Jacket, Green Jacket, who gives a shit? And we give 3-2-1 votes for the most meaningless games of the round. 
Uh, you want to say something? You're I was just, I, I was just hoping happy. you'd be so excited that you'd forget to do your dumb little never, 30 mate. Never, shit. mate. It's, it's, it's the best part of the pod. Everyone waits to listen to that description. <laughs> One vote uh, goes to the Friday night game. Collingwood defeated the Bulldogs by 35 points. Yeah, this was pretty rubbish. It was. I actually thought the first half was a pretty good game of footy. I thought the intensity was there and it was very... Um, momentum swings, doggy started well, Collingwood looked like they would blow him away for a bit, then the dogs kicked a few late in the in the first half, and it was a close game at half time and I was actually really enjoying it. I thought early on, I thought the first quarter, Tom Boyd I thought was great. He, mm. he won a few real clear hit outs over Grundy and then was taking some marks forward. And then their tools got completely embarrassed for the rest of the game yeah. by Grundy. But look, yes, but then they kicked four behinds for the rest of the game. They go Very through. similar to them against Sydney the previous week. Adelaide. Adelaide, But anyway, right. they just go through massive scoring droughts. They don't... If they're not on and on top, they just can't seem to counter-attack at all. They, there's nothing there that seems to be able to stand up against the run of play. And that's just really worrying. They don't have uh, tools that can take big marks... They don't have a defence that can hold up under pressure and their midfield is too easily beaten because they don't have a Ruckman and they've got probably one and a half good midfielders at the moment because Bombardelli only spends on, half his on time. On paper, their midfield is not bad. And I know when we look on paper and we still think of the midfield from a couple of years ago when they were all playing. There's someone like Dalhouse who was playing great footy, Caleb Daniel who was playing great footy. We still think of it in that sense. But on paper, names like McRae and Dalhouse and Bontempelli... But how many of Daniel, those guys are... First possession midfielders are guys that'll win the hard ball. It's not Lucky Hunter, who's good, but he's not a first can't possession kick guy. That block. No, no. Very fondly remember a game against us on a Friday night. Yeah. Forty touches and then get the target with two players. Yeah. Um, is, but he only spends half the time there, and he's, he's more effective. Yeah, but he's more he's more effective on the outside. Yeah. McRae is, but he's the same. He's in and out. Daniel as well. Wallace yep. is in terrible form. Libertore is out for the year. Yeah. What hard midfielders do they really have outside of McRae and Bond? Who yeah, are you, not the guys you want to waste in that role. You're probably right, but from a, from a midfield point of view, you've only got to slot in a couple of good, tough midfielders, and one of them would be Libertori. Libertori, and all if of a sudden, sticks around. Okay, fair enough. But all of a sudden, I think that that's a good midfield list. The problem is scoring, but it's been scoring. It was they had problems scoring when they won the premiership for yeah. three quarters of the year, probably even more than that. Um, so that's nothing new um, and yeah they're having problems with that but I don't know I reckon their midfield's alright I reckon they've got the, the that list has a core that's not too bad and they're very no, very I, young to be honest I'd agree with that I think they're very young yeah which is sort of weird when they were very young when they were on the flag and they went backwards in that regard but yeah, just at the moment they don't have any weapons and they don't really have a coach that's helping them out in that regard either Collingwood, good, solid, healthy win. Mm-hmm. And look, we're going to take, we're going to devote this part of the pod to just one man. There's no Aaron Hall watch this week. They had the bye. It's been taken over by something uh, far better, Banjo. I just wanted to ceremoniously, ceremoniously hand over the uh, just absolute devotion to a player that doesn't deserve it to you. <laughs> can, can we make this a regular segment? Because, no. I mean, this, this no. guy, he was the hero of the pod for the first year, and we've forgotten about him. Like, everyone else does. Nobody realises how good he is. We do. BT realises how good he is. This is, like, the one thing BT brings to the commentary. It's me- remembering this guy's name. I think it was the, the I think it was the first time we ever said But anyway, the man is Lyndon Dunn. 
What, what a great... We love Lyndon so much. We do. We love his name and, and we love his play. And he's, he's actually... He's a bloody good footballer. He's in the leadership group. He's a beautiful kick of the footy. He is so reliable one-on-one. And he was at Melbourne. He was a very, very good player at Melbourne. And we just dogged him. And, like, it's amazing how much I can love someone who left the Melbourne Football Club. But well, he didn't leave voluntarily, him. which I think helps. No, I do have a question helps. for you. Would you be premiership favourites if you are still on the list? I want would, you to commit to this. Mate, it would seriously help. If we had Lyndon Dunn with that lockdown role and then Oscar and Lever sort of loose and then he'd probably take Bernie Vince out of the team, that makes us a far better defence. And yeah, I'd probably be saying we're a top four chance, but we're not. So down. Yes. You're not a chance for top four. Not yet. You're not a chance. <laughs> we need to win the next two and then we're a chance. But anyway, this week he had 23 what touches. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> 15 kicks. Uh, nine marks, two tackles, mate. It was a ripping game from Lyndon. He broke the lines. It a was few Aaron Hall esque. I'll give you that. I just, I was so upset when I realised I'd stopped talking about that great man. Now we're eight minutes in and we've only talked about one game, so let's move on. But we spent time with Lyndon Dunn, and that's what's important. <laughs> two votes. Uh, Geelong defeated Carlton by twenty eight points. Uh, Carlton were actually in this for a fair bit of the game. I'm, I'm not, I'm not sold. Really on disappointing at the by Geelong. This was. Both the teams that played really poorly the week before, and I thought we were going to come back in Geelong and Richmond, I thought they were just going to be massive yeah, yeah, thumping yeah. like in those games. Be, yeah. Both of their home grounds, their fortresses, and neither pulled to Richmond had a lot more of an excuse, but Geelong were just lacklustre. There's no excitement there, and there hasn't been for so long, but Dangerfield's not playing to his explosive he was like He's the only thing in previous years who has given them excitement. He's given them that wow factor, which lifts them. I stand by Stevie Motlop, but yes. Okay, yeah. Um, He's not there anymore. But yeah, he's well down. Selwood is a core, but he's a guy you build around. He's not... He doesn't provide any of that real explosiveness. Ablett's just not what he was. He just... Chuck him in the pocket, mate. He's saying it all year. He's a dinky footballer at this point, which isn't what... He he used to have that to his game, but he used to then do the amazing things. My God, he was good. That would extend it to being incredibly valuable, and there's just... That's that's gone. There's not line-breaking. There's not... Yeah, the, the chiseled kicks are there, but they're sideways instead of direct. Mm. And, yeah, they're missing guys like Cockatoo. They're missing... Like, there's nothing... Every bit of outside... They've missed Parfit for large periods of the game. Kelly's added something, but it's not exactly enough and it's not defensive there's just something not there and while the defense is stacking up it just, it just they, i don't think there's enough forward thrust there their, their good wins have been structural wins mm. and that by saying that you're probably implying the fact that there's not a lot of excitement about them which yeah i think that that's been fair about you for a while yeah but what's weird about that is when you say it's a structural win you, in particular, are normally talking about North because you're implying we have no talent and we've been coached over the line. You yeah. can't say that about Geelong. They yeah. have the talent. But they have the talent a few players. But like the games which I have watched, and they played really well, and they've had a few really good wins. Um, it's been... I, I've been impressed with how well-drilled they've been and how much they've gone as a unit. I, I haven't been impressed with the wow factor. Mm. I, I, I've said that about Geelong for a long time. The only wow factor I've been yeah, as I've said, has been from Danger, and he's not playing very well Again, shout-out to Stevie Moller. <laughs> but anyway, we're still talking way too much about this game, so we're moving yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> and Carl and the Rubbish don't really deserve a word spoken about them. Well, they're just the same as they've been all year, so that's why it's gold jacket, green jacket. But three votes we're giving Sydney defeated Brisbane by 18 points. So to those teams we say... Gold jacket, green jacket, who gives a shit? Look, not the 
not the worst margin. 18 points looks kind of close, but in those conditions, that's pretty comfortable. Yeah, and it was also a game with very few ramifications. Really, I don't think we learned anything about either side. No, no. Brisbane are, and you've got to commend it, you've got to give it to them. It's a really good sign from given where they've been. They're a very honest side, and they've shown up nearly every week. They have the stinker against Richmond, but outside Absolute of that... Stinker, but yeah. Outside of that, though, they've been yeah. unbelievably yeah. consistent in their effort, and in all, in all honesty, the way they move the ball and what they try and do, I think is very good for your development and good to watch from a rebuilding side. Like, this is the kind of rebuild I'd want to watch if North had to go through one. But ours only last year, so it doesn't matter. And for Sydney, they're the same solid team. They've been the entire time. There's just... I, yeah, we didn't learn anything from either side. And while it's a good performance from Brisbane and a good solid win from Sydney, that's kind of what we expected. Sydney just got a solid win playing the way that they play. Yeah. And yeah, no, nothing too big to come out of it, and that's why it's called Jacket Green Jacket. So I say we move on, Banjo. I... I do want to quickly just commend Dane Beams. Do you Beams. have another watch segment? No, no. <laughs> Dane Beams watch. Is that what we're on? No, he stepped out yeah, of the yeah, captaincy yeah. under pretty trying circumstances. It does need to be said. It's yeah. a pretty brave decision. Yeah, it is a really brave decision, actually. I don't think it Selfless. would... Yeah, I don't think anybody would really push back against saying the AFL as an industry hasn't really handled mental health particularly well, historically. It's been a very blokey place. It hasn't done well with that. It's at getting all. bad. It's definitely getting and yeah, bad. I think this is a sign of that. And this is a really well handled situation. And yeah, I'm just very happy for all involved that they're able to do what was best for both the club and the player. And the last two weeks, he's probably played his his best two games. So it seems to have done something for him. Yes, very letting very go true. of that that burden. So that's go, Jack Green Jack. We're not going to slide in a segment here because. This week I didn't fuck up. So. But we've got a nice little structure going we this do week. Have, we've got a new structure it. change for the third week in a row. We're so innovating, mate. We're a good pod. Yeah, we don't need string at this point, but let's keep going with football. Uh, <laughs> Richmond defeated St Kilda by 28 in the second of three games that was decided by 28 points. Yeah, not, not entirely convincing by the the old Tigers. Again, St Kilda weren't too far off winning this game. They couple of... There were a couple of chances they in that third didn't quarter. They put the foot down when they yeah, had the momentum. It's... And then Josh Caddy went nuts and Nick Floston moving forward was incredibly important. Yeah. Caddy, he's an old one, Caddy. I, I never thought he was that good at Geelong. And he's had a lot of... Av- he's gone through periods of average football at Richmond, just sort of playing his role. Yeah. And he does something like this. He started and... off pretty slightly. And for years, you and I have pretty much been calling him trick-or-treat. Yeah. Either... He'd have, like, two amazing games yeah. a year. Yeah. And, like... The game he played against North in the 2015 semi-final or something still yeah. makes me wet myself. But that was once in a blue moon. Yep. He's just so much more consistent. He's averaging 20 touches and three goals a game this year, yeah. which is phenomenal outputs. We talk about guys averaging 20 touches and two goals a game as an elite bracket that you'd have five players in a year if you were lucky. Mm. And he's just one up in that and he's pretty much their second key forward he's also mobile enough to give the pressure that they require in their forward line for it to work and he knows how to find the football he's just been a he's been a massive improver and I think that's they've got improvements from a couple of guys like him and Jaden Short and that's really covered for the fact that Dustin Martin's clearly carrying something and not at his best yep. although he was excellent in the second half and that means that's allowed them to cover the fact that Rewald goes down in the first five minutes because... Yeah. Which that, that's so impressive. To be able to cover that is so impressive. Because yeah. I, I think we all say if, if Dusty gets injured, then that could be the end of Richmond. 
you think a very similar way about Revolt and how important he is to the team. And for him to go down early in a game, which probably is probably more so. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And that's one of those things that is really hard to adjust to. Um, and so that that's bloody impressive to make some changes mm. and it to work so well. That that that's a, that's an impressive team. It does build on the how to beat Richmond model, though. So we've got three tall forts. We've pretty much ironed that down. That's what we think you have yep. to do to beat Richmond, and then knock out Jack Rewell in five minutes. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I, th- I think I think that takes out both of their key strengths in the forward and back half, and then from there on you're fine. As I said last week, I think the other trick is not falling into that trap of thinking they have a small forward line, therefore we need to have a small defence. I think you have a tall marking defence, and then you put enough pressure on them around the ball, and you don't allow them to get on the outside yeah. in the way that they do. And they, they, I said, they always have that like ring around just waiting to feed you got to prevent that forward. wave running. You put a little bit of pressure on that, you force the kick a little bit more up in the air, and then you have marking plays, and that's what allows you to Transition before they have a chance to set up their impenetrable defense, and when they're on top, it is impenetrable. I, I don't think there's a way to get around it if they're no. out of the midfield. Their Rance is too good, and Asprey is too good, and Vlosten is too good, and Grimes is too good. Yep. It just keeps going down the line. They're all so good at reading, and it's not just that; like, it's it's a team defense as well. Their midfield, yeah, I know. And what well. I'm saying is, when that team defense is applying the pressure around the contest and forcing, yeah, poorly targeted kicks. You, you can't be on that back foot yep. against them. It just doesn't work. So you've got to be able to, to really take it to them. But they have looked a little more human the last couple of weeks. It's been wonderful. Nice. Their three-week form line does not look good when you really, really analyse <laughs> it. I mean, I, they're still going to win the Premiership. But we're starting to get an idea of how you can beat them, and that's exciting. Yeah, they could be an Essendon in 2001. They could be a Collingwood in 2011. You never know. Teams that have won the Premiership often start really fast and then drop away. Mm-hmm. That's where my fingers are crossed, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, yeah, but St Kilda, just shout out to Jade Gresham because he's the one kid there I like. <laughs> yeah, they love him there, don't they? I think Richo talks like so fondly about him. Well, if you look at him... He's a very sexy footballer. Like he just he does, does sexy everything. Things, yeah, seems clean and easy. He doesn't quite get the ball enough. He kicked a lot of goals, but he doesn't quite normally kick enough goals. His conversion no, no. rate's actually pretty poor, being from St Kilda and all. But when he does things, it just looks good. Yeah. So yeah, good on him. But yeah, St Kilda is just last last month. Their efforts really good, but their skills are just awful. Um, yeah. They they have a lot they need to do to that list. And a very Essendon like uh, backline. <laughs> This week, where they all got 30 touches in the defence yeah, and yeah. didn't do much with it. Yeah, fair uh, enough. Let's move on. Essendon Talking defeated, about Essendon. Essendon oh, defeated hey. GW. Yeah, what a transition. <laughs> you I know, we, you, I know we interrupted it to reflect on it, but <laughs> what a transition. Essendon defeated uh, GWS by 35 points. I'm very disappointed with this. I was really hoping it was a one-off thing last week. I still don't think that it's a sustainable thing. Because I said right at the start of the year, I said oh. Essendon will be the most inconsistent team all year. And I was surprised how consistently poor they were early on. But they'll, they'll have they'll have good win direct. They'll be, in the next couple of weeks, they'll have an absolute stinker in there. Yeah, and hopefully it's against North Melbourne. <laughs> hopefully that, that's I, one of their good ones. The way I'd explain this, and it might be very post-fact analysis and very just hoping that they haven't actually turned it around. The two teams they've beaten have been the two teams with probably the worst rock divisions in the league and has allowed Bell Chambers to get on top. And I think that's masked a lot of the deficiencies in their own midfield in terms of clearances. Mm -hmm. And if they're not on the back foot, 
out of the clearances, I think it's a lot easier for them to... Their attack from the middle, I think, is a lot better than their attack from defence, which isn't something we've really said often. Well, we've yeah, said last, they've tried to last attack year, from they, defense. they did attack from defence. That's, yeah. that's the thing which made them good. Yeah, and this year hasn't worked. So I think their drive out of the midfield is incredibly important for them this year because, yeah, as I said, it's not working to come from defence. And the last two weeks, they've been able to get that because they've played on-ball divisions that haven't been able to have any real service from their own ruckman and aren't renowned for applying defensive pressure when it's not going their way. Is, is that is that a planned move, that they're trying to score from the middle more and they're trying to get the ball forward and trying to lock it in? Or do you literally, literally just think they've had a good ruckman and their midfield been playing a little bit better and it just happens to have worked out like that? I think it's probably a little bit of both. I think they've had to become more offensive because it just their scoring output wasn't there. So I think they've probably tried to have more offensive setups. But I think they haven't been punished for that. They haven't had the negative consequences exposed at all because they've just been no contest. I think teams always try to win the ball out of the middle. That That's always their intention. That's always their hope. But I suppose it's more... I if in your training structure, like are you focusing yeah. more on are you spending more time on trying to, you know, work on sexy ball movement and transitioning the ball, or are you just spending more time on stoppage work and contested ball? And maybe over the last couple of weeks they've just spent a bit more time thinking about that and you know, got a different hard edge to them and I mean their midfielder are, are, are playing some good footy at the moment. Like Heppel has pulled himself through. Like he's got he can hold his head really high through all of this. Yeah, period. his performance into sort of turning the ship around has been unbelievable. He, the way he's carried himself off the field in terms of portraying been, been what they've done to the midfield has just been backed up by how good he's been on the field. And if you asked me two weeks ago, I would have said he's nearly the worst captain in the league, and he's just silenced me on that front. He's yeah. just been yeah. excellent. I, I don't think that, the, the, thing which, the thing which I heard, and he, he's made a lot of comments which people have fed onto and thought like that, that that's really impressive saying stuff like that the thing which I really like was there was that thing coming out saying that apparently he went to the young players and apologised for what the experienced players are doing and I was a bit that's a bit weird when they asked him about it he said oh it wasn't really that it was going to them and thanking them for you know the, the great effort that they've been putting in and all their attitude and stuff and apparently that was not a planned thing apparently it was just a a young players meeting and, mm. and Heppel just popped in and said that. And that, that, that is really, really good leadership. Yeah, and I think that's the kind of thing that when you're... They've been probably the most negative team in the competition in terms of the sort of cloud hanging over them. Maybe Carlton or St Kilda as well. But that's the kind of thing that allows you to put your head up and really breathe deeply and not be just pushed down by that kind of negative attention. And I think... Stuff like that is so important for keeping the spirits up. And He's a relaxed guy, just yeah. generally, and that, that makes a difference. Yeah, and just turning it around requires a real attitude that just it doesn't cave in. And I think that kind of leadership has been one way they've been able to prevent that from happening because other teams I could easily see really buckling. And I think we've seen that with St Kilda to a large degree. Yeah. I always thought back in the back in the day with Melbourne, like we'd have a bad week and we'd have Nathan Jones out front. Nathan Jones is a great leader in so many ways, but the way that he talked about what was going on because he's just such a serious guy, and he wants to make such a big statement on it. It made it sound like this is the end of the world. What is yeah. happening right now? And everyone had feed off that. So having a more relaxed character like a Heppel there does make a difference. Yeah, just quite. I think Nathan Jones is probably a better leader for a 
better side in the way it goes about. You can have yeah, yeah. the heroic things yeah. and have the teammates lift, whereas for so long you didn't have teammates. Yeah, and, that, and that's why it. having a Max Gorn yeah. in a leadership group as well <laughs> makes a very big difference. Uh, but anyway, let's move on. Let's get to our second segment of the night. Uh, or day, whenever you listen to this, is a transportable medium. Uh, we're going with Kane Corns, as always. Or I don't remember what order we went last week, so as sometimes. Uh, we're mixing it up, it's we exciting. We are mixing it up, and we're mixing it up so much, I'm just rambling. Uh, we've had a very contentious Kane Corns this week. We both wanted one pretty steadfastly, so <laughs> given we had a buy, we thought we'd put both in. Yeah, go with yours first. No, 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 we're leading with yours because yours will be quick and won't devolve into a <laughs> ten-minute argument. Well, I just think it's ridiculous, all this Matthew Delorey rattling on about the fact that Frio need a key forward, so they should get Jeremy McGovern. He's not a key forward, and no one's pulled him up on that. It's been, it's been everyone's like, oh, but wouldn't McGovern want to go to Fremantle? They're not a very attractive team and all that stuff. That's not the point. The point is just saying they need a key forward. Why are you getting someone who's a brilliant defender and has never played any good key forward games? Yeah, I think his second best position was probably when he was playing the ruck for 30 minutes. when He played a little forward early in his career, but he, was, he looked like a very mediocre player. <laughs> he did that, and as soon as he went back, he's a star. Yeah, so often we talk about guys like Hooker and Hurley and say, just play them where they're playing their best footy. Play them in their best position. Maximise your talent. <laughs> and sending McGovern forward is just so far the, of the other end. It just makes no sense at all. I fundamentally agree with you on this. Tom Lynch available. Like, why are we talking about Jamie McGovern? Yeah, he it says no it sense. as though they're not going to be able... There's no other key forwards available. Like, yes, they're very unlikely to get Tom Lynch. We acknowledge Throw that. Throw everything at him, though, <laughs> rather than a key defender. <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre. <laughs> it's very odd. But anyway. It really does say how little uh, of an answer Cam McCarthy's provided, though. We thought he was going to be good. Yeah, he's he, he not good. He, he's got a very nice long kick on him. Mm. Does he have any other asset that I rate? He doesn't have the physicality to really stand up no, in a contest, does he? Very, very, very lazy. I, he's not a good footballer. He's very average. Yeah, anyway, let's get to the main event. This is clearly <laughs> the more important one. So Terry Wallace at the start of the year said that North Melbourne had the worst list in the competition, bar none. And to be honest, other people probably agreed with him at that point. That was like it wasn't against. It was in, in the group thing. It was the, it was the way the zeitgeist was moving. Everybody was doubting us, but today he's doubled down. He's reaffirmed his position. He said he still thinks it's right. He still thinks we have the worst list in the competition. We're the second youngest list, and we're fifth on the ladder. How can we have the worst list in the competition? Can I just explain to you how the cane corn segment works? We're meant to be picking up silly media calls, not facts. <laughs> Someone quoting a fact Facts. doesn't come up. Facts. Oh, you are not that far off. We are list. miles away. In from terms you. of tal- raw talent on your list, you are in the bottom handful. You no, are definitely in the bottom handful. We are not. And I've yelled at you about this before, and I've got concessions from you. You do not have a lot of good footballers. We have heaps of good footballers. Ben Brown have- is a star. We have very few got a bunch bad of like footballers, which matters. No. No! Yes! Huntington is an A-grader. Tarrant is an A-grader. Higgins is an A-grader. We have young talent. Like, we we are in a good list balance position that is providing for a competitive list now and a proper build in the future. 
And you're discounting the fact that we're getting Josh Kelly and Taron Thomas in two years. Shut up. That's irrelevant. We're talking about the list now, and you're not going to get... Just well, you're not going to get Kelly. We're definitely getting Taron Thomas. <laughs> okay, He's going to be a star. Apparently that is factual. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I'll give you Taron. Taron, I can live with you saying that. Cunnington is not an absolute star. He's not. And, and Kiggins has had a brilliant year, and then he's had a couple of very, very good years. A brilliant years, year last year. I don't year. have faith in Sean He was Higgins. in the All-Australian squad two years before that. In the last four years, he's been consistently brilliant. He'll be gone in a year or two. He will not. He will? How old is he? Like 30. For a bloke who's had horrific injuries. Yeah, he so he's a young around. 30s, like a boxer who's no, been in jail. He'll hit the wall. He's going to very average. No, wrong. We're absolutely fine. We have... Depth in all positions, and we've got the easiest place to build is our requirement going forward. Midfield is the easiest place to build going forward. Now, let's move to ours, because I convincingly won that argument. My take, Hawthorne have the worst list in the competition. This is undeniable. They are clearly middle They are... What good players do they have? They've got three midfielders, and that's it. Tom Mitchell is quite possibly the best player in the competition. They have he's a very not, good but he's very McAvoy. good. Isaac Smith is a star. McAvoy, Ma- is, McAvoy is lost to player. Goldstein when they played. Roughhead's a star. Sicily's playing Ruff some Roughhead is not a star at yes, this point. Is. Not on performance in the last three years. He's, you talk he's about still him. a very good player. Yeah, They've got Cyril on the list. Puopolo is a very good small Roughhead forward. is never going to return to what he's going to, what he did. They don't have a good key forward on the list in current form on future and in future outfit. He's still a good They don't have a good key defender in current form and future outfit. They've got Sicily, who's a like medium. He's very good. He is very good, he's, but he's their he's only very young good, good player. Foley's a good key defender. He's had a disappointing year so and he's far, but he's gone. a very he's good key defender. He's got to be shot. His career will end in two years. Oh, if you talk, oh, so you say it about him and not about Higgins. Yeah, because Higgins is better than him. <sighs> well, I mean, they're completely different players. But I'm not comparing their ability, but... Frawley will play for longer than Higgins will. <laughs> Don't give me that look. That's ridiculous. Isaac Smith is very good. Jagger Amira, when he plays, very good. He is very good. Tom Mitchell, as you said, one of the best players in the competition. Who else is there? I told you, McAvoy, Roughhead, Sicily. they got some good football. Cyril, Piopolo. Cyril plays once in a blue moon. Puopolo yes, is but we're talking fine. about the list. Whether they're playing or not. Who you neglected was Bruce, who's the best out of all I, those Exactly. I forgot who had Bruce. Come on, mate. Gunston's a star. Gunston is a, a tertiary player. He the worst list of the That's ridiculous. We, that, are, that side from you, we have St Kilda. We have the Bulldogs, Carlton. <laughs> they, are, they are the second oldest list in the competition. They put out the oldest team every week. We're not talking about age. And they are nowhere near the premiership. They're going to go backwards you just a lot Hawthorne. further than they go forwards. You need talent to win a premiership. They have the best coach in the league. But he can only mask so many issues, and there are too many issues for them to get anywhere near a premiership. You're just a grump. Unless there's a drastic change in their list. You are just a grump, right? Who is right? Now, what's your Cain You just Cain hate Corns? Hawthorne. I do hate Hawthorne, but I'm right, so it doesn't matter. My Cain Corns is everyone's talking about getting rid of the score review. That's not the thing to have come out of this week. They should get rid of the goal on Yeah, points. deport them back to Ireland. <laughs> Mate, they, they've got what have they got? Twenty nine wrong this year. Send them back. They, they've had Connor McKenna. We talk about getting rid of the howler. They've had twenty nine howlers. 
the score review systems had one, and everyone looks at it and they crack the shit saying it was meant to come in to get rid of the howler. It fixes up a lot of decisions. The howler was not a howler. The angle they're looking at is completely misleading the way they're doing it. No, like it no, is. No, 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 no. The thing which makes it a howler was the fact that they overturned it. They had two images. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One set of point, one set of goal. Therefore, inconclusive. So that the howler the was overturned. The one that set of goal is unreliable. And to be honest, I think what makes it inconclusive is you can't tell when it exactly hits it because the cameras aren't good enough and it's a bit blurry. Which is a problem. Yeah, that's a real problem, and we'll get to that. We've got a question on that. The system, we're still better off having the system in place oh, than not. There are a lot agree. more good decisions made I as a result. 100% agree. This isn't even a cane call and say, this is just serious. This is a real Just, just have a couple Just of... have like an infrared sensor net yeah. that tells where the <laughs> balls cross the line. Make all players wear gloves so you can tell where they are. Trigger's innovations here. Let's do this. Yeah. It makes so you can tell exactly when they touched it, and it will make a grippier as well, so the players can handle the ball cleaner, fix all congestion issues. I think I've just solved football. The, the goal umpires suck, all right? They, they made a lot of bad decisions. We should get rid of them. The only them time line. they were ever useful is when Brad Ottens took a specky over one of them, and when Chelsea Roffey was in the grand final. That was good. That was that was exciting. I'm very <laughs> <laughs> I just remember there was so much hype around him. That's the only time we've ever talked about a goal on by. Yeah. Oh, David Roden now, he, he's good. Yeah, that man can dance. He, and mate, he was bloody smiling like every time he just yeah, got know, a goal in the day. Absolutely. <laughs> it was a little. It, he played for Port, so he hates Adelaide. And he played for <laughs> yeah. Melbourne, so he loves Melbourne, mate. It was great too. It was a little suspicious. I'm glad he was only a goal umpire because otherwise it would have been a bit. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's get. Back to the football. West Coast defeated all of them by 15 points. Are West Coast a real deal? Yes. Yeah, no, I mean, anyway, it's got to the point. I agree. I, I reckon the thing which, and I was talking about this with Melbourne, the thing that sets apart like a, a very good top eight team from being a top four contender is the top four contenders, they, they do it in all conditions, in all different types mm. of situations, in all different types of games. This game was not on their terms. This game was not, a, it was not played the way that they like to play. No, the corridor been- was shut off. They started going flanks. They started kicking it longer to the top of the square, and they just they just found a way to win it. I, I thought Hawthorne played really well in a lot of ways, and they they slowed down what West Coast tried to do. And to be able to still get a win, that is the sign of a very good football team. Yeah, and they're still missing who I still think is their best midfielder, and so they're doing it through a little bit of adversity as well. I I think you have to be absolutely impressed. They're clearly a worse side in Melbourne, and. But at a certain point, they're still getting the job done and their home field advantage is so strong. They're, I think they make the grand final pretty convincingly. I'm more confident on them making the grand final than I am Richmond. The problem is, is I mean, we said it before, the only question mark left is can they do it at the G? They don't know. They, they play one more game at the G before the end of the year. So we're, we're not going to get an answer to that question. This is, like, this is a real problem for non-MCG turning clubs. There are so many clubs that get to play games at the G that are irrelevant, like Carlton, Essendon get home games at the Don't G. Don't talk Geelong. about irrelevant teams, Banjo. <laughs> you have no right. We're fifth on the ladder. We have plenty of right. <laughs> We're third. <laughs> Let me be happy, All Scott. Right, continue your um, point. But there are so many teams that get home games at the MCG that shouldn't. Like, and Geelong probably should because they've been good the entire time. And you want good sides playing at the MCG because they need to actually get accustomed to it. But Carlton don't. They haven't needed to play at the MCG for 15 years. Essendon probably don't need to play as many games at the MCG as they do. Teams like West Coast do. Teams like the Bulldogs in two years ago do to actually get a sense of the ground. It makes no sense to cordon off 
half the competition from the grand where the grand final is because GWS and another team never gets to play at the MCG just because you have some notion that Carlton needs to play there because they're a big club. But then, one, they're not that big, and two, they don't deserve it. It's the same thing with Friday nights. They're cordon it off to the big clubs, and it just makes no sense. If you were West Coast, and this is basically stealing a question from Whitey that he sent a little while ago. If you were West Coast and they said... He sent it in a little while ago, and a little while before that. <laughs> a little while before that. He, he loves the question. But if you were in West Coast shoes and they said to you, would you like to play a few more games at the G and get rid of a few games at home? Or one, one or two more games to get some chances at the G, would you take it? I almost would. It was fun. There was a, a sorry, inter- almost would. Saw an interview with Adam Simpson, and he said at the start of the year when they when they were talking about the, bringing in the new ground, mm. he said if they asked me, I would have said make it the same dimensions as uh, Subiaco was mm. because we have that home ground advantage. And I want to dominate that. And he says I think that was a mistake, me thinking that way. I, having trained on this different ground now, he says I think it is definitely going to make a difference. He said, and he was talking about the fact they used to do drills where they would go sideways on the ground mm. playing the drill so they can practice the different dimensions and stuff because it was so hard on Subiaco yeah. to get it right. So, I mean, it'll be very interesting to see if that does make a difference. But then again... The only thing with that, the team that played at the G so far is Carlton, and they won by 10 points. Yeah. And they have not clearly had enough time to yeah, address but I think, that well, issue. We, we they might yet, by the time September rolls around. But I, I don't think they'll play more than one game in September at the MCG. I think it'll be home and home and then grand final. If they get a couple of wins at the G, I'll probably still be in the, in the boat of being like, I think that's just because they're a better team now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if it really has anything to do with that. But that's very true. Maybe I, it does. I hope it's true because I think the AFL needs an infusion of... They're not new talent. They made the grand final three years ago. But of fresher talent that's more sustainable. I'm mm. sick of Sydney. I'm sick of Hawthorne's well, gone now. We've already so got that. We've got the Dems, And I never liked Richmond, so that's fine. <laughs> But <laughs> we don't need West Coast. We have Melbourne. <laughs> what are you talking about? I, I will never bring myself to like you. <laughs> I will not sink so deep. Like, I don't know what you You do to, like us. You do North would down. have to get flogged by the team you're playing in the grand final for me to go through. You like us final. deep down. I'd be so glad you weren't there. Hawthorne, our average, worse than the comp. Let's move on. That, that, that's ridiculous. This was quite a good game. It was a real game of chess. It yeah. was a real game. It was almost like game. they got overcoached to get close and then didn't have the talent to go past it. And they're never going to get yeah, the talent. Yeah, the West Coast, they don't have any the West Coast are a very, very good or team. Or young players. I think it, was a good, it was a good game and a good performance by West Coast. It was a, it was a high-quality game of footy. Yeah, let's move on. Let's get to the game you want to talk about. I, I agree. Let's move on. I know there's not much <laughs> to say about this because it's just really one-sided, but Melbourne defeated Adelaide by 91 points. Oh, mate, it's sexy stuff. In all seriousness, <laughs> it's crazy sexy I'm not stuff. just going to let you be happy because that would go against my very being. But how much of this was you? How much of this was Adelaide? It was both. It was definitely both. Adelaide were awful. Like, they were no better than Carlton previous week, really. Like, they were, they were really, really God, bad. that must hurt. However, the sort of stats we had put up the last three weeks... Only a very good team scores 150 points three weeks in a row. Yeah. So often we see these games when a good team plays... Well, he's got 146 this week, didn't he? We've averaged 150. Yeah, we'll settle down then. <laughs> You're not quite there. <laughs> um, so many times we see a good team play against a poor team. And the poor team, we're playing really badly. And we see that good team get dragged down to their level. We have just played so far above that. And we've been so... We've been modest about it. We've been selfless... It's, it has been super, super impressive. And, and all of our... The lift we're getting is from those 
mid-tier sort of players, or those players which you probably had a question mark Yeah, over. actually, you haven't had anybody really announce themselves as a star this year, have you? Like, you haven't had Petraka make the step up you thought he was going to. And no. he has been a little injury affected, but he wasn't out and out a superstar before then. Well, from the first month, which I was a bit worried, I mean, Max Gorn's played the exact same footy. Clayton Oliver's played the exact same footy. Nothing has really changed that much from our stars. The thing which has been different is I was really worried about Neil Bull and he's had a great month. Melksham is one of the greatest players in the competition. Is he good? Like, how did this happen? <laughs> His last few weeks, mate, he's such a good kick. He was so the damaging. best part of Melbourne for, like, the last three years because you gave up so much for so little. And that was my favourite thing about your entire Pick 25 time. was a steal, mate. Now I, have I, to go back, now I have to go back to Sam Frost. No, what's his real name? Yeah, he's Sam. He's Sam? He's okay, Sam, so it's yeah. just Jack Sam Frost. Jack was from, from Gollum. I'm just thinking of the uh, Bachelorette. Yeah, no, he's Sam. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, Hannon, Fritch, uh, Harms. Fritch is really... Oh, mate, can't it's like, get over Harms being good. He doesn't look like a pretty footballer. Good, mate. He's been an... Excellent fantasy selection. I yeah. just I just slot him in whenever I have an injury, and he gets like eighty to hundred every week. Fritch has been excellent since you've moved into the wing. He's a really good kick. Yeah, he's been one of the big changes in your side. In all honesty, you moved him to the wing about round five. That was when you started playing good, uh, and it might be coincidental, but there's a lot. Of, and the other thing which has changed, and this is from a star, is how well Jake Weaver's is playing. Like he was unbelievable. Yeah, weekend. I was going to add in. Brayshaw as well because he's oh, been yeah. very good for yeah, three or four but he weeks. was another one who we had question marks mm. on in the first month and uh, he's not one of our stars but, well he could be now but yeah he hasn't just... gone from being uh, sort of question mark to a good solid football though he's gone from being question mark to a pretty bankable above average footballer and you knew he had the talent there was definitely a reason you took him pick three or four or whatever you did but he hadn't quite shown it and yeah had been concussion based but you dropped him. There's an article on AFL.com because he does the AFL podcast every week. and he, Like Brayshaw does. Yeah, which I'm kind of surprised to listen to it just no, for that I, reason. I didn't know. I probably, I probably will now. <laughs> um, yeah, so he does that every week and they're talking to him about like, yeah. the best game of his career and quite possibly the best game of his life and that wouldn't be anything to sneeze at. Mm. And he was just like, yeah, at the start of the year, I had to get sat down and talk about how I was conducting myself as a teammate. My standards weren't great, which is incredibly surprising given he's a Brayshaw and you know how hard exactly. they go at it. But I think the fact that he sort of collected himself from that perspective, made himself a valuable part of this team, is allowing the talent to really show. And it's there. And every time I've looked at a Brayshaw, I've sort of questioned how they got picked so high. They looked like good, solid footballs, but I wasn't sure they had the star capacity. But he's proven me wrong. But it, it's for like um, Goodwin had a very similar kind, and Goodwin's a very boring but respectful in his, in his <laughs> press conferences. But someone asked him, "Well, why didn't Brayshaw get picked at the start of the year?" And he just very like grumpily looked at him and said, "At the person who was asking the question and said his habits weren't there," which I find really because everything you hear about the Brayshaws, they're just like perfect. The hundred sprints on trainers. Christmas, yeah, or whatever exactly. Like. And, and like the way Ruse talks about him is if he's just an outstanding person mm. and stuff. I don't know; it's really odd, but. I don't know, something's changed. 37 or 3 goals is pretty, quite good, Banjo. It's quite yeah. good. It sounds like he was a bit entitled. But once you move past that, you've yeah, just... Mate, you he doesn't come across like that. No, he comes across as a bit of a nerd. I, don't I think know. he became entitled in thinking he was good enough and he was good enough to get yeah. a spot because you'd have a solid end to last year. Yeah. And I think as soon as you move past, anybody that moves past the sense of entitlement automatically becomes a better person. Like, there's nothing worse than a prick who just thinks they're better than everybody. Yeah. So I think you're just... Like you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, I'm right, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> factual. 
Exactly. You talk about bullshit uh, facts. Yeah. I talk about bullshit facts. I love facts. the Melbourne Football Club, Banjo. Yeah. Oh, Adelaide, oh. though. Is it just they're just run down with injuries, or is there something more wrong? No, nah, it's run down with injuries. I'm really sticking with Adelaide. Yeah. I'm really sticking with them. I think this week was an aberration. This week was disgustingly bad. But, I mean, last week, I was super impressed with what they managed to do in their midfield. Like they, they have... Their midfield is completely shot. And we're getting players like Ellis Yolman and Greenwood. Yeah, the amount of heavy lifting those guys are doing is ridiculous. They're like... They're such contested ball Mm. animals. All they do is win contested ball. And you have those players and you put in the Crouches and Sloan on top of them. Mm. That's a really good midfield. And Gibbs, of course... That is a really, really strong midfielder. We know how good their forward line is, and they're a very well-drilled defensive team. I feel like they will just click at the right time, and I I'm really give them a chance for the flag. Yeah. Shout-out to Sam Gibson for entrenching himself in their best 22, hopefully. I wouldn't oh, say he's entrenched. Hasn't he played two games? Yep, he's got 84 and 85 fantasy points. So No one's entrenched the after their team loses by That's the only points. way I look at uh, people <laughs> players' performance. So, you know, that's as far as I'm concerned in there. But anyway, let's move on. Let's, We're going to the top five. Let's continue ripping of, into I'm each other. I'm sick of talking about Melbourne. It'll, <laughs> just, it'll send me into a deep despair. That's <sighs> good stuff. We're going top five. And look, we haven't been getting along that well recently. It's mostly because both our teams are doing well and we don't really have... We should be happy for each other, we, we, You know we don't act like that. That's <laughs> not how our relationship works. It's it's just destroying both of us. You, your, your, your team's performing better, so you don't have to worry so much. But every time North Melbourne do well, and we're doing so much better than we should be doing. And everybody thought, and my expectations going to it. What? But I can't be truly happy, and so I want to have a crack This is a you. very long lead into a so second adventure. Yeah, so let me finish, or else it'll go even longer. And so our top five is the things each other got wrong. We're going to expose our, each other's flaws. Throughout the point. year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And look, I started off just thinking we'd go which teams we underrated, which teams we overrated, which that stuff like that. But you've made it more personal. You've really <laughs> brought the knives out. And so now we're going full-blooded. Oh, look, and I re- we're trying to make each other look like an idiot. Look, I really regret it because I think I've made a lot worse calls than you have this yeah, year. Yeah, you have. I say I'm just prepared to put my head out there for the good of the pod. But anyway, <laughs> uh, you're five. You made a bet with Whitey that Richmond won't make the top six. Yeah, yeah, look, I did. That, 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 that was probably really stupid. But I need to point out, you made the same bet except that they wouldn't make the top eight. So don't stop calling the uh, kettle black, you bloody pot, and just let me be. You are dumber than I am, and this is just the first step in proving that. Can we just keep in mind that I made that call after their prelim final win, which I felt sick, and I was very bitter and very angry. I wasn't in was a right grand mind. final, wasn't it? No, it was after, I said, if they win the grand final, they won't make the top eight, was, was the bet. Oh, okay. I, I was in a very bitter mood, I wasn't of a sound mind, and I made a mistake. I made it just but after they won as the as premiership, so I was just as bitter, if not more bitter, because I'm just a more bitter person. No, nah, because you had time to sit on it. Um, time to sit on it. <laughs> what do you want about? Uh, my, so that's your number five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My number four, um, you call GWS for the flag, and... You've consistently said GWS for eight straight premierships. Yeah, again... They're not very good, Banjo. It, it pains me to say that. You also said Whitfield is a great, great person to put off half-back. He is. He? he hasn't been able to play off half-back since Josh they, Kelly went out. They, they've been terrible. Mate, it half-back. really pains me to say it. My two favourite players on that side, Josh Kelly and Toby Green, haven't been able to play. And it's really hurt them. But no, you're right. I was wrong. They're not going to win the flag. They're not very good. They're very poorly coached at the moment. No, they're not. But let's not get into that. <laughs> And, yeah, so they're just not anywhere near it. But, again, you also have them to the flag. And every time I said they'd be made in a row, I you agreed with I didn't have Adelaide for the flag. 
I don't think you do. I had Adelaide top, mate. Get it right. And yeah, they will win it, as I just told you. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing has changed. Okay, Terry Wallace, double down. So, my your next worst thing was that you had Worst Coast as one of the worst teams to watch. That's just wrong. Yeah, and but this, inc- this includes you thinking Gaffers is a sexy footballer, which like, I just don't agree with. That. I don't think it's right. He's, he's a very professional robot assassin. He he's is a, a very sexy, sexy footballer. footballer. He's great to watch, Gaff. Yeah, almost like the rest of their team. Willie Rioli become <laughs> fan. He's better to watch he than Cyril. Ha- he, has- he looks like a guy that shouldn't be able to do he's, what he does. He's not better to watch than Cyril, but <laughs> he has impre- impressed me. He's been better than I thought he was. He's improved month. dramatically recently. Look, can I say, I did put a big disclaimer on it, that I knew this was an old-fashioned, but like, it was just me harping back to my passionate about the, the previous couple of years, and I knew they were getting better to watch. I didn't know they'd get this good to watch. But anyway, my third one, you said they'd finish third last, you idiot. Yeah. They're top of the ladder. They're going to win the flag. Yeah, this one looks bad. This one looks that bad. That one is pretty bad, actually. Yeah. That, I, um, <laughs> that one's really bad. That, that one's... Yeah, I don't really have an excuse for that. You won't have the one, but... Yeah, yeah, where'd you have them? <laughs> I got them, like, sixth last or something. I think you had them fourth last <laughs> oh, <really>? or <laughs> I think the difference was made up above them. This segment has just been we're both really bad at British football. Hold on. I've been much better than you so far. Your three, as I've mentioned, is GWS to win the flag. So we've had the I, same bottom I three, I didn't really. even make that call. I said Adelaide to win the I flag. I really don't I think I may have did. had them second. <laughs> I really don't but think still. you did. All right, mine's ramping up a level. Number two. You said Lindsay Thomas isn't a shit bloke. And you said that after the game, which he tried to punch everyone he walked past and got suspended for two different He incidents. tried to hip and shoulder everybody he walked past, which is within the rules, mind he you. Got sh- he got suspended for a punch as well as a bump. I forgot that. But <laughs> <laughs> he is a good bloke. Look at what he does off the field. You're racist if you don't think he's a good oh, bloke. Stop with the racist thing. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with his race. Well, no, look at it. Do you see what Menegola did today? Oh, on Saturday night? I don't like he to punched, say it, but no. He punched and then kicked Samro in the head in the same play, and he got off. Would Lindsay Thomas have got off for that? Yeah, but has Manigal ever done anything before? He punched, Lindsay then Thomas kicked does a every in the week. same play. He does not. He doesn't play every second week. He's available this week, though. Watch out for that. Oh, is he back? He's is he? back this week. <laughs> he won't get picked. He's done. It's Indigenous he? Round. Oh, you yeah, never know. True. You never know. Could we picked rest. Austin Wanamiri in Indigenous Round when he was incredibly fat for one game. Did he had about that game? No, no, that was that was after he was good. That was the next year. And he was just fat and unfit and he never should have been picked. In, in his Roten Roberts phrase. Um, yeah. No, Lindsay Thomas is a champion person. You may, like, I'll give you, he gets a little bit of white line fever. He's a bit aggressive. But all the ducking stuff, he's a load of shit. Everybody, not everybody, lots of players do that. Nobody cops the amount of crap he does. And you know that. You know I'm right about that. And he does, the amount of work he does off the field, just... It shows that he's a good bloke. Just come off it and stop your bias. Mate, he, if you didn't play for North Melbourne, you'd be fine. My bias? <laughs> right. I remember he hadn't been playing for North. You hate his guts. You hate Toby McLean's guts because he ducks. Yeah, but I love you Toby You love Green. Lindsay Thomas. I love Toby Green. I said Toby McLean. Yeah, I know. And oh, in, okay. In yeah, comparison, okay. and like this but one you half because you're point. just a weird dude. You just like Toby. To- speaking of shit blokes, Toby Green, you just like assholes. You're just the worst. You, know you don't know true. what you're talking. You hate assholes. Your number two you is assholes. A, clearly a ter- more terrible call. After round one, which I'll admit was a good performance, <laughs> you said that it was a great pre-season one. performance too. You said that Jack Watts was going to be an All Australian. 
Has he kicked one goal since then? I, I, I got a little bit carried away. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> he was looking very good. I liked the man a lot. I got a bit carried away. He hasn't been terrible. No. He's been pretty much exactly what he was. Uh, he's probably been slightly below what he was at Melbourne. But Imagine how all Australia good at Melbourne this year, though. He'd be perfect for your 100-point yeah, building system. these last four weeks. <laughs> I didn't no even pressure, <laughs> no contested for you. Would have loved it. Uh, you're number one, and we've all been waiting for this. And I wanted to bring it up earlier, but I just I had to bring it up now. You said Melbourne are in the top five worst teams to watch. We are at. We are clearly the best team to watch in the comp. You haven't had the a- way we are playing is. So you haven't so played good. a competitive game in a month. I'm not willing and, to say, and it. it's still been amazing to watch. It's Everyone not. has said that. Everyone, it's not just me. Everyone in the media has been talking about wow, they play an exciting. Yeah, and all these people are biased. <laughs> it's all a conspiracy, Scott. It's all just Mate, a that was conspiracy that, against that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna me. We have we have <laughs> averaged 150 points the last three Scoring's weeks. Scoring's not everything, Scott. Scoring's it's, it's not definitely everything. a factor, and we God, we're sexy. Oh, no, once Jesse Hogan stops whinging after every free kick he doesn't get, then maybe you'll be a semi-watchable team. But until that point, Jesse Hogan's a shit bloke, isn't he? No. Then why, why does he carry on like that? <laughs> he doesn't. As, he barely does anymore. Right. He's, he's done, done it like he's done it like one. He's done it once this year. I think. No, I he doesn't. He so. doesn't do it anymore. And he's not a shit bloke. He comes across as a very like down to earth. Are you saying stuff off the field? Sort of redeems some of the actions he, of players on the field. He hasn't done a lot of dogger stuff on the field. He got suspended once for that little little hit against Carlton. It's the complaining. It's very different it's to Lindsay complaining. Thomas. Don't compare him to Lindsay Thomas. You yeah, flog. he's an inferior person. Uh, no, no, you're right. Jesse Hogan is, is a flog. He got punched in the throat and fell backwards. He's, he's a flog. That was that's pretty staging. <laughs> anyway, just get, get my get your number yeah, one. Yeah, no, can I just take my great. victory lap? Like, just admit you know this one. This one you're aware. Right? I have no defence. <laughs> <laughs> so you said one North Melbourne to win the wooden spoon, and that wasn't that wasn't a unfashionable call at the time. I will grant you just following along with the herd, which I know we like to say we don't, but you did, you did, you you, you just went along with the. James it was team. dumb, but I wasn't following the herd. <laughs> You're right. You were just very. Angry. Hurry up! We still got a game to talk about. <laughs> yeah, very good game. And then you said. Two, three or four rounds in, they were worse than Carlton. I think it was four rounds in after we'd beaten Carlton by 80 points. Do you want to just apologise and say you're wrong? Banjo, I'd like to formally apologise. That, 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 that was definitely wrong. I have no defence. You're a better team than Carlton. Yes, right now, I, I, think, I think you made a strong argument they have more potential in their list. I, I'm not going to make that argument. Do they have the potential? You could make an argument. Just, just quietly. Do they have right the potential now, to get to fifth? With what they've got on their list just now. No, I mean long term. Long yeah, term, yeah, yeah, they yeah. have more chance to win a flag well, how, than you do. I how high could they get? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have an exact number. I'm not sure they could get much higher than where we are. It, it was, you are a better team than Thank Carlton. You. Right Thank now. you. Just okay. one more time, please. You are a better team than Carlton. That's, that's great to hear. You'd be very proud of yourself. Banjo, you're better than Carlton. It's not that I'm proud of myself. It's not that I'm proud of North Melbourne. I'm just proud of how wrong you were. Yeah, I made a bad It takes a lot of effort to be that wrong. And that wasn't even your case. All right, let's move on. You just said that. You believed that. (laughs) Let's move on. What an idiot. Let's keep talking about North Melbourne, though, because we beat Freo by 28 points. Pretty comprehensive win in the wet. Oh, it, was a, it was a really good win for you. And I, I, I actually do think you were a bit lucky by the end. I did watch the second half of the game. You know what? It would have been close. 
if Sandalands hadn't have gone down. Oh, they, they would have won. They, they had all the momentum. They, they were winning every say clearance. They would have won. They were winning every clearance. They had all the momentum. Sandy went off. You won about the next five clearances and kicked like three goals out of it, including one which was one of the most bullshit non-decisions I've ever seen. How? I was fuming about it. Even you could have It was. Said, at the time, I was like, well, that was a <laughs> <laughs> but how good was Sean Atley in the last quarter? That's the best quarter of football he's ever played. <laughs> oh, yeah, he played well. He dominated the last quarter. He was the difference. He was what pushed us over the line. He set up three of our four goals and another shot. Sandlands going off was the difference, if you ask me, Banjo. Yeah, look, it was probably both. <laughs> but no, he was fantastic in the wet. And what I really enjoyed Ben Brown getting that little icing goal at the end to just push out his lead to five goals in the goal. <laughs> Jesse's, pretty, Jesse's right up there. Yeah, because he's got like 15 eddies in the last week. Oh, turn it up. He's an absolute gun, Jesse Hogan. He's very I good mean, at running. Just one other thing out of this game. When is anyone going to realise how good Michael Walters is? Like, he was he single-handedly kept him in the game. Stop talking this into about three. We have no one He single-handedly kept him in the game for three and a half quarters. We haven't quarters. had he's anyone He's an absolute listen. say. He's the most underrated player in the competition. Look, he might well be, but we haven't had anybody <laughs> listen to this podcast from Western Australia since the dude who yelled at us about West Coast. I love Freya. I know you do, but you say these things, you don't listen to it, so stop pandering to yourself. Mate, the fact that I was still in a good mood on Sunday night, despite having watched my beloved Dockers go down to North Melbourne, shows how good Melbourne are playing. Yeah, it does, it does. But, but it, was, it was a good, it was a very important win for you. And your chances to make finals, this was like a 50-50 game. You we had to win one gives against you a real chance. and one against, or this or the game against Collingwood, and then win out, and that was sort of a guarantee of finals. Win out of that. You're not team. guaranteed. No, but if we win out of the games against the shit teams we got yeah. left, which is about seven. You've got 13. such an easy draw. It yeah, kills no, it's me. wonderful. It kills me, man. It's wonderful. So we win those games. We 13 wins is a guarantee of finals. Really. Mm. So in getting this win is so important for having that platform. God, I hope you drop a few. Yeah, and that's quite possible. But at hey, the moment, man, everything's going right. A couple of years ago, you were like 10 and 0, weren't you? 10 and 1. You were ten and one, and you won like two games for the rest of the year. Look at you our did still make finals though. But look at our injury list during that time; it was fucked. So just settle down. We look at your injury list now; it's not existent. You get no, a few no, injuries, you're in trouble. Just in the opposite way. God owes us one, so let's move on. Let's get to the mailbag because we're going long as always. I gotta not put North last. We're too important to waste. All this good content on the end when nobody's listening. You did that with the last game of the round. It wasn't your decision, man. Yeah. I'm just going to reorder things. So on to Poochie's mailbag. Yes, yes, yes. And we've got a question from Nick Lumley to start with. And mm-hmm. it's directed at you yeah, solely. That's, that's fair. I, I've yeah. already admitted my lid's off. But Scott, is your lid off? My lid is not off. The, the, Why? The, the, ex- the media lid is flying in, you know, you can't, it's so far away you can't even see it. My lid is still... I've got a bit of super glue around it, mate. It's, it's well fast. I'm, it's not going to come off. It is not going to come You've, off. You've uh, got it reinforced it with steel beams, have Yeah, you? mate, I, I refuse for the it's lid to come off. I, I'll enjoy it, and I no enjoy other people talking about it. will affect your lid? I refuse to allow that lid to come off unless we win <laughs> mate, the premiership. your little waddle, your little <laughs> swagger, is, it's giving it away. You know, you're not admitting it, is, your lid is off. I'm excited, you but the lid's on. That, I don't that, think you, we're going to win the flag. You sent me that list of calls from the media at about... 10 o'clock. I, I enjoy the fact they do it. That doesn't mean I believe it. That's not. I true. still think around six just is about where we belong. Swagger, we I, belong at around six, and I hope we win a final. I do feel nice. happy for you. This is the first time since I've known you that you've had to had a cause to be remotely confident. 
This no, is, I do feel happy it for you, but like I'm excited. No, it's, it's for, firmly I'm excited on. for the misery to it's, return. It's firmly on, Banjo. <laughs> it's just not. How can you have one of the greatest midfields of all time and not win a clearance? Hashtag shit Ruckman question mark. Hashtag shit coaching question mark. Hashtag shit out of luck uh, question mark. Uh, aren't Melbourne the number one clearance team in the competition? Yeah, this was from we, we, a Geelong supporter, Sorry. Michael Mitchell. Oh, he's talking about. Oh well, they're not one of the greatest midfields of all time because Melbourne's is. Just walk it back. Just walk it back. <laughs> but the lid's firmly on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. Look, honestly, I think we've talked about this in the past. I think shit, Ruckman is just is probably the number one factor. I mean, they have the great, they have one of the greatest midfields of all time yeah. on paper. If you look at their names, yes. But in terms of the way that they play as a unit, it's it, I think it's quite far from it. And yeah. I think if you put in a star Ruckman in there, I think with the way that they play... I don't and they think it has forward, to be a star Ruckman. I think yeah. Scott Lysett will do. You put in a good Ruckman and all of a sudden I think they would start dominating clearances. But the problem, they have no defensive mindset at all and they're losing the tap. So of course they're going to be in trouble. Yeah, so it's a combination of the first two really. It's not recognising the problems. And yeah, it's like their talent maybe. isn't equipped to do... What it needs in fairness to do, Geelong, they have tried to bring her up, and they've just all been shit. Yeah, like when Hamish McIntosh was one of your real shots at it after yeah. he'd yep. been injured 15 million times. So you're not really doing well. So, this one, we've had one directed at you, and we've had a pretty cocky Brisbane supporter chime in, and I don't know why they're cocky, they go for Brisbane. Where will Rory sob inconsolably after Brisbane bursts off Melbourne's bubble next weekend? His bathroom or his bedroom? That's, that's a good question. I just want to point out. Brisbane are one and nine. They're playing. You were just raving about them earlier. They're playing yeah. some good footy. They're this is a danger game footy. for you, Banjo. You it's drop this one. Your last week's doesn't mean anything. Coming back from Perth, when's the game? Is it? It's Sunday. Ah, oh, damn! I was hoping it was a short break. No, but coming back from they've Perth, they've just played in the wet. They're going to be exactly oh, no, as tired. <laughs> Please do. No, I just want the free. I've tried to get you the last like month. No, but if you lost, where would you cry? <laughs> That's the hardest question you've been asked on the pod. We have this room that's just like a giant closet because when we renovated, we just shoved all our junk in there. Mm-hmm. I'd go there so no one could find me. Crawl into there, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. I-, I look forward to knowing that you did that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're not going to come and find me. Uh, but yeah, so last question. How can the AFL not justify spending money implementing proper goal line technology? Yeah, look, I, I have kind of supported the score review system in the sense I think it, even in its shit state now I think we're still better off having it than not but um, it is it is it is a disgrace yeah it just needs it, to it, get it is pretty embarrassing if and you if, if you had never watched AFL before and you were watching some of that stuff going on you'd be like this is this is disgraceful yeah and the fact that it's not the same at every ground some grounds have better cameras than others because of the broad like that's just ridiculous it has to, you have to make it. If you put enough money board. into it, it can be across the board. But they're just they're not prepared. It to can't put the money cost in. that much money to do either. I don't know. What are they spending it on? I, I don't know. You'd think this would be a pretty high priority. Yeah, especially with the media attention. That's yeah, happening. exactly. You'd think eventually it would just become too much for them, mm. and they'd actually start doing something about it. But yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Let's get to the tips. Just yep. quickly wrap it up. So Friday we got Sydney Carlton. God damn it. Every week I complain about the Friday night games. It's actually Sydney. Awful. And it's foreseeable. What's Why? the bet? It'll be pissing down with the rain. It'll be like 60 or 40 again. Ugh. That'll be so disappointing. Sydney. But it'll also mean Buddy doesn't rise up the Coleman ladder, which would be good. You've got the dogs. 
I mean, I'm going to tip us, but I'm not that confident. You should be. You'll walk in the <laughs> park. Lead, the lid's on, mate. Then we got Port <laughs> Hawthorne at the University yeah. of Tasmania Stadium. Tassie. <sighs> I'm going to go Port. Yeah? Yeah. Don't have a break. No. Yeah, I'm going to go, go Port as well. Yeah, that's disappointing. Yeah, I just... Hawthorne well, have the worst list in the competition, Scott. Then we got Geelong... Gold Coast and Metricon. I don't know why I'm saying the wrong order, but <laughs> Geelong. Yeah, I think Sun's a sneaky chance. Coming off the bye, first home game, the grudge match against Ablett. Yeah, I'll give him a chance. Then we got Essendon, Richmond at the G. Get a bit of the uh, dream time game, uh, and the Tigers will win it. I'll be dreaming. That was terrible. You are terrible. <laughs> Then we got, oh, this will be a bloodbath. West Coast St. Kilda. We <laughs> said that about a couple of games last week and they weren't, but yes, I'm going to tip West Coast. Because it'll be a bloodbath. <laughs> then we've got uh, North Melbourne, Brisbane. Finally, I'm going to tip North. I'm going to do it. It's very upsetting, but I'm going to tip it. Feels them. very comfortable to hear you say that. It just sounds right. Now we've got Collingwood, Freya. Is this at the G? Yes. The G, yeah. Ah, Collingwood will win that. I think pretty comfortably. Oh, probably pop Free, I do not travel well. And then finally, Adelaide, GWS. Adelaide. Yeah, I think a big bounce back game. Oh, Sydney, GWS need a bounce back as well. But Adelaide need a yeah, more. And they're saying that for about a month at GWS, and they just don't do it. No, it's quite staggering, really. Adelaide will be very fired up. they got the big death glare from Don Pike, and they'll be... I can't believe we didn't talk about it. That was fascinating. Yeah, that just was didn't funny. say a word. <laughs> but anyway, thanks very much for listening to the 10th episode of the Pubs on Footy Podcast. How about those Season. days? Yeah, they're the second best, second best story in Melbourne, I guess. Lids on, lids on. <laughs> Firmly placed. You only think they're going to win three premierships in a row. I'm, I'm good for no, you for keeping no, it no, contained. They're locked in. But anyway. Glued and <laughs> nailed. You've been telling me to shut up and end the pod for like five <laughs> minutes. So let's do it. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.